What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be running through my top 36 running backs for week 14 of the NFL season, likely going to be the last week before the fantasy playoffs. So hopefully these rankings can help you guys out You know, to set your lineups. As always, I'll be answering all your questions down below in the comment section. Just do me a huge favor, hit the like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's just get right into the rankings. And per usual, I'm not going to be spending a ton of time on these top options because they're locked in starts no matter what. So I have Austin Eckler here at number one, Christian McCaffrey here at number two. Obviously, the Buccaneers are very tough against the run, but a healthy Christian McCaffrey is pretty much matchup proof. We know he's going to be super involved as a pass catcher. At three, I have Derrick Henry in a solid matchup here against the Jaguars. Four, Josh Jacobs, who has just been an absolute animal this season. At five, I have Saquon Barkley. You know, I don't really love him at five. Like, I do feel like there's a decent drop-off from Jacobs to this next tier, but I don't know if there's like a clear option to go after that, you know, top four. So I went with Saquon. Obviously, you're going to be firing him up as a very strong start. At six, I have Ramondre Stevenson. Really just kind of worked out a massive role in this offense. I think he's a great play regardless of uh, whether or not Damian Harris is healthy. At seven, I have Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson definitely did not look good uh, in his first game back. He should continue to improve, but you know I don't know if Chubb's going to have the uh, crazy touchdown upside that I originally thought he could have with Deshaun Watson returning. At eight, I have Tony Pollard. He has a fantastic matchup this week going up against the Texans. The Texans have just you know been a run funnel. They allow the most points per game to the uh, running back positions for fantasy football. So a great matchup. Pollard has been fantastic as of late. Really love him as a top 10 running back this week. At nine, I have Travis Etienne. This is a tough matchup here against the Texans, but a healthy Travis Etienne, we know he's going to have a very strong workload. He can give you receiving upside. I still think he's a very strong running back one option. Then at 10, I have Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook has really kind of settled into this range here. A decent matchup here against the Lions. It'll probably just come down to whether or not he can get into the end zone. At 11, I do have Kenneth Walker. And I wouldn't be shocked if Kenneth Walker missed this game. When uh, Pete Carroll has to give injury updates, I mean, the man just like comes up with the most like convoluted statements. He'll like throw out injuries that doctors will say like don't even exist. So we really don't know what's going on here with Kenneth Walker. I just throw him in here for if he is healthy, because if he's out, you know, then we got to decipher through a committee. And that's something I think we can do later in the week if we do find out that Kenneth Walker is not going to be healthy for this game. And then to finish up the top 12 running backs, I have Joe Mixon. Now I'm a little skeptical on Mixon this week. I do believe he will retain the RB1 role, but I don't know if it's going to be the same workload he had early on in the season. Samaj P. Ryan was very effective in his opportunities. So even if you know uh, you still think Mixon's the guy, I think it just makes sense for the Bengals if you do have two strong running backs to kind of operate somewhat of a committee or at least somewhat of a split. So I still think he is going to be a top 12 running back, a solid matchup here against the Browns. But I am just a little bit concerned about uh, Joe Mixon moving forward, just in terms of, you know, where he set the bar before he went injured or got injured. And then uh, moving into the RB2s, I have Ezekiel Elliott all the way up here at 13, basically for a lot of the same reasons as Tony Pollard. I think the Cowboys are going to have a massive day on the ground. I think I said this in uh, one of yesterday's videos. Like if the Cowboys go out here and Zeke and Pollard combine for like 300 rushing yards, I really wouldn't be shocked. I feel like, you know, this duo can put up that type of game. Obviously, you know, that's on the ceiling end of it, but I just really like this matchup here. I think both these guys are must starts this week. 
At 14, I have James Conner. A tough matchup here against the Patriots, but James Conner has carved out a role where he has to be in your lineups. Obviously, you know, barring just having an absolutely stacked team with the workload he has, he's someone you have to trust even in, you know, unfortunate matchups. Then after him, I have Miles Sanders here going up against the Giants, just kind of, you know, falling into his typical high to mid-tier RB2 uh, area. At 16, I have DeAndre Swift, a major riser from last week. Like the last few weeks, or basically ever since early on in the season, Swift was being ranked as more of like a mid to maybe even back-end running back three option. He actually uh, led the team in snaps, led the team in carries last week. So a potential sign that the usage is flipping in this backfield. Now, I wouldn't be totally shocked if you know he sees some regression because it just seems like it's possible. Like if they go heavy with Jamal Williams, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think you know we are looking probably more likely at DeAndre Swift continuing to lead this backfield. And if Swift is leading the backfield, we know he has you know great receiving involvement and can be a very strong fantasy start. Then moving on to 17, this is where I have Deonta Foreman. I kind of feel like Deonta Foreman has kind of been forgotten about, but you know, in his six games as the starter, he's basically had four monster rushing performances. This is a great matchup here against the Seattle Seahawks defense. So I like him as a mid-tier running back too this week. At 18, I have Damian Pierce. Not a great matchup. The workload has been solid. There are definitely some concerns, but I think kind of in this Pierce area and then a few guys after, there's a pretty serious fall off. So I have him as a mid-tier running back too, and I do think he's startable, but you know, I think the running back position this week is obviously weaker than it's been in weeks past, you know, with the six different teams on by. So after Pierce, I have Pacheco here at 19. He has seen some really solid rushing volume over the past four weeks. It'll probably just come down to whether or not he gets into the end zone, you know, on whether or not you like him in your lineup. But, you know, on a Chiefs offense, I think you're kind of willing to take on that risk. 20, I have Najee Harris. So a really strong role last week on the ground. Doesn't have much receiving upside, and it doesn't have a ton of touchdown upside. Also, not a great matchup here against the Ravens. So he's another guy who kind of falls into this spot where he's going to be a top 20 back. He's probably going to be in your lineups, but I'm not expecting anything crazy out of Najee Harris in this game. Then I think we do have a fall off here. I believe Najee Harris was the cutoff of guys where I listed as uh, starts in my start sit videos. So Latavius Murray here at 21, still leading that Broncos backfield, but obviously, you know, like not a great backfield to be a part of, or just not a great offense to be a part of. Then at 22, I have Jamal Williams. I think his usage is kind of up in the air. Like I talked about with DeAndre Swift, if they keep uh, using Swift the way they used him last week, then that's going to be a hit for Jamal Williams. But like I said, wouldn't be totally shocked if they, you know, push the workload more towards Jamal Williams, like we've seen in some of the previous weeks. So I still think he's a top 24 guy this week, but he'll probably be very touchdown dependent with literally like zero receiving upside over the past like five weeks. Cam Akers would not have expected him to find his way back into the top 24. You know, like I said, it's a tough week at this point. I think a lot of the running backs from like maybe Cam Akers to probably like running back 30 are pretty interchangeable, but we saw him have a big workload last week. This is a strong matchup here against the Raiders. So he's going to find his way as a, uh, you know, back-end RB2. Then at 24, I have Jeff Wilson. Like I said, I think there are a lot of these committee backs that are fairly interchangeable. If you wanted to make the argument that you think uh, Raheem Mostert should be ahead of Jeff Wilson, 
Like that's not something I'm going to be, you know, super, uh, you know, bent out of shape about. We saw Jeff Wilson lead the backfield for a few weeks. Then we saw Mostert do it last week. So he totally could retain that role. I think it's likely going to be a split. I think it could skew towards either guy, but it is a great matchup here against the Chargers. So I think they're both playable as like fringe options. At 25, I have Rashad White, very tough matchup against the 49ers, but he kind of just falls into this, you know, overall tier with these other running backs. I already mentioned him, Raheem Mostert. I have him here at 26. So he is, you know, very close to Jeff Wilson. Now at 27, I have Zonovan Knight. And I think Zonovan Knight would move up more towards that Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray range if Michael Carter was out. If Carter plays, then I think this uh, running back 27 spot would be appropriate because they probably would be split in the early downs. But we saw with Carter out, Zonovan Knight did take a pretty solid piece of this backfield. At 28 and 29, I've backed back Buffalo Bills running backs, Devin Singletary, James Cook. We saw them in a pretty dead even split last week. We'll see if that continues. I could see a pathway where they kind of reduce Cook's work. You know, he had one big breakout game. I could see a path where they continue to feed Cook, potentially limit Singletary's workload. And then I could also see the path where they just run it back with basically a 50-50 split. So mid-tier RB3s there for those two. 30, I have Leonard Fournette. Like I said, you know, he's probably pretty close to Rashad White. All these guys are in a very similar range. I think he's kind of like the bottom of that tier. You know, he's uh, gonna have some workload on the ground. It's gonna be inefficient. He'll be involved as a pass catcher. And then you're kind of just hoping he can find his way into the end zone. 31, I have Samaj P. Ryan. Even if Mixon is the starter, I still think we will see more Samaj P. Ryan involvement on a week-to-week basis. And then 32, Jarek McKinnon. He's given you some solid games as the Chiefs pass catching back. 33, Kareem Hunt. You know, not overly excited about Kareem Hunt, but we're kind of, uh, you know, picking out of the bottom of the barrel at the uh, back end RB3s. I have Chuba Hubbard here at 34. In a good matchup, he could see a decent amount of carries in this game. 35, I have Ty Johnson, the Jets uh, receiving back. And then at 36, I have Gus Edwards in, you know, a really, really gross Ravens committee. So that's going to wrap it up for my week 14 running back rankings. As always, if you did enjoy the content, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm going to be posting my wide receiver rankings today also. So go check those out. Thank you all for stopping by. Good luck in your matchups this week, and I will see you in the next one.